0: Welcome to Leaders and Legends of Online Learning, a podcast dedicated to the experts. Thank you for listening. Each episode will be learning from the world's leading thinkers and practitioners in online learning and linking to ideas relevant to online teaching, working with online learners and digital education. You can listen to the experts and check their profiles and link to some of their work on our website, www.onlinelearninglegends.com. I'm Mark Nichols, the interviewer in this episode. You'll meet Professor Mustafa Azad Kamal in this episode. Mustafa was a founding member of the Bangladesh Open University, and across his career, he's seen traditional forms of distance education morph into online practice. Mustafa's interests extend into open educational resources and work with the Commonwealth of Learning. It's my privilege to be talking with Professor Mustafa Azad Kamal, who is Professor of International and Developmental Economics and Dean of the School of Business with Bangladesh Open University an institution he has a long history with. Mustafa's his research interests and practices are e-learning, OER, ODL and quality assurance in higher education, which have also led to his involvement with the Commonwealth of Learning. On a personal note, he has a qualification in instructional design from Open Polytechnic, which is where I'm based in New Zealand. Mustafa, it's great to be talking with you.
1: Thank you, thank you, Mark. Uh, Greetings from Bangladesh Open University. It is indeed a great platform to share my experience and thoughts relating to open education and online learning. It's my pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Thank you. Can we start with a brief overview of your career and publications?
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, To tell something about my career, I must start with my works at Bangladesh Open University. So uh, immediately after my graduation, I joined at uh, Bangladesh Open University in 1995 as the lecturer of economics. I still work there. I'm happy to tell you that I was one of the few people who started uh, with Bangladesh Open University, and uh, I got the experience from the beginning how to design, develop, and deliver the courses in ODL, and uh, when I joined Bangladesh Open University, actually uh, I had to learn everything from my uh, own from different uh, experiences of different open learning institutions and uh, then uh, you know the time continued and a lot of challenging uh, journey it was for me because I had to choose a profession where there was no face-to-face classes in the beginning and commonly teachers didn't acknowledge uh, our efforts for reaching the unrest people through odl so we used to use printed text materials along with some cassettes floppy disks and in addition we used tbn radio broadcasts where we used to support the learners in remote areas now i am the professor of this university and i am also working as the dean of this business school here recently the government appointed me as the treasurer of the university for 4 years In the middle, I worked as the director of e-learning center of Bangladesh Open University. I'm attached to Commonwealth of Learning, Commonwealth Educational Media Center for Asia, UNESCO, and Creative Commons USA for my works on ODL online learning, OER, and Technology and novel Learning. I am the country lead for CC Bangladesh chapter since 2017. In the last few years, I helped almost 26 universities in Bangladesh, India, and Sri Lanka for capacity building of the teachers on OER and online learning. I also assisted them to develop the institutional OER policies, especially Commonwealth of Learning, Commonwealth of Educational Media Centre for Asia, and Creative Commons supported me in these kind of initiatives of mine. My primary research area is development economics. However... I started my career with Open University. So uh, additionally, I had to conduct research on the issues relating to UDL implementation. So as I said, it was really challenging in the beginning of my career here that uh, I, we had to uh, implement UDL where uh, people were very much... Uh, related to -to face-to-face teaching. They are very much used to -to face-to-face teaching. So a lot of uh, research had to be done to understand their uh, context and uh, the learner's context as well as the tutor's context who were spread all over the country. And uh, I have uh, almost uh, 40 plus research publications uh, which have been published uh, locally and as well as uh, in international uh, level journals and I wrote uh, s- almost six self-learning textbooks and study guides for our distant learners. I reviewed several chapters of the research books published by Commonwealth of Learning, UNESCO and Commonwealth Educational Media Centre for Asia. So these are the few things I am involved with from my beginning, uh, from the beginning of my career.
0: Mm. Can you tell us a bit about your experience with online learning because i imagine Bangladesh Open University um, it started as a classic correspondence, print-based university. Over the last few years, I'm certain it's actually engaged a lot more with online education. What can you tell us about that transition?
1: Yeah, the transition is mostly uh, they immediately after, uh, since Bangladesh government got uh, some digital movement uh, since 19, uh, 2010. Uh, so from 2010, government got a digital Bangladesh vision. And government impl- was implementing that to give access of the common people, especially the educational institutions, to the digital platforms. And Internet was very much uh, cheaper from the beginning. And uh, the devices were uh, almost tax-free. So in that case, uh, uh, people were a little bit ready, but they, they, are, they are not using these uh, digital platforms and digital devices for learning purpose. So after COVID-19, people start to use this, all these online platforms, uh, especially Zoom for their uh, uh, teaching. So this was a transition, but the the, the problem was uh, these were not that much systematic because all of a sudden they had to switch from face-to-face teaching to uh, the uh, Zoom-based video conferencing. So it was a transition in which... uh, they were not uh, ready for so that's why they actually uh, the pedagogy they used in online teaching was uh, not uh, fit for the standard practices uh, of online learning or online courses so that was the the gap Uh, so this is uh, just uh, being uh, made up slowly but still the the gap is there
0: Mm So I'd imagine there'd be quite a bit of difference between uh, teaching using texts, uh, which is the the way the Bangladesh Open University started, and using the likes of Zoom for face-to-face or synchronous lectures um, sort of education. How is Bangladesh Open University seeing that? Uh, Do you think Zoom is likely to be part of the future there, or do you think it might um, Uh, stay asynchronous with the use of texts and other resources?
1: Yeah, for Bangladesh Open University, since it was uh, offering the courses through uh, ODL mode, so they now uh, started to use the LMS, Learning Management Systems, and uh, that's why we uh, are focusing on the asynchronous uh, uh, communication also because we are sharing the materials through the platforms and the forum discussions are going on on the platforms and uh, at the same time we use zoom for for video conferencing with the students and uh, the printed textbooks uh, are still there but we have a platform uh, any anyone can uh, browse that platform to get the uh, the textbooks online so now we are not very much focusing on the printed textbooks because uh, at the graduation level or the master level students they can use the 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 textbooks which are uh, available online, but uh, the secondary or uh, higher secondary students, they need the printed textbooks. So we still have some printed textbooks, as well as all the books are available online for the students, and uh, they can be connected with the online platforms. Uh, So we use uh, Moodle-based LMS here now.
0: So, um, Mustafa, you mentioned 40 plus articles. Uh, What are some of the ideas and themes that your work has provided over the years, particularly those ideas and themes you think are still pertinent today?
1: Uh, I think, uh, yes, as I mentioned, my works were mostly focused on open education, e-learning, online learning, and we are. I always advocate for the educational system that should be self-learning focused or self-centric because Uh, Today, at this age of digital transformation and changed socio-economic contexts, my ideas and themes uh, I got uh, in my career uh, through my research and uh, my practices here, so these got highest level of relevance now, I think previously people uh, were not uh, very much interested to take it but now they are looking for uh, this kind of supports for them so uh, we know that the third decade of 21st century is being dominated by uh, two revolutions fourth industrial revolution as well as uh, at the same time fourth education revolution so we can understand that a person needs to be self learner or lifelong learner if she or he wants to keep himself or herself a future ready. So therefore, my ideas and themes are getting more acceptance today, and especially after the post-COVID new normal technological, social, and, and economic context. So it became of uh, high demand, uh, of course, because uh, people started to use uh, the the features of ODL uh, when they you go for online learning. So I think that relevance is much better now. So I'm happy to see that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So your observations about online learning and education at the present time, we're approaching the end of 2022. Uh, COVID-19 seems to be at the tail end uh, and there's no longer uh, a sense of lockdown or pandemic around the world. What do you think of online learning and how it's going right at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think online learning is now widespread, especially uh, after the COVID-19 pandemic everywhere. So however, the practices are not uh, still learning centric. So it is not uh, kind of, they are not focusing on the learners' uh, individualized learning. So in most of the cases, they are just practicing uh, the kind of replica of classroom teaching process. So here the pedagogical shift is essential. So that's why uh, you'll find that they will use Zoom. uh, And uh, the the use of Zoom is everywhere people are using Zoom because they are thinking that uh, they can use this platform for lecturing uh, like uh, the face-to-face teaching. So teachers are conducting Zoom-based online classes but not using LMS. So the asynchronous part is still missing. So they are using the same pedagogy while they are using the online platform so that the the pedagogical shift is not uh, being happened. So I found a huge gap in understanding the pedagogy and instructional design for online learning. So not only the teachers, the policy makers are even more rigid in uh, uh, conventional delivery, uh, principles, uh, learning design and assessments. For example, uh, in a a, uh, high-level meeting, uh, I found that everybody was pressing uh, that uh, the minimum 60% of the face-to-face teaching and assessment should be there. And uh, maximum 40% should be online. So, you see, it depends on the context, it depends on the course. So what kind of content I am sharing, what kind of learners are there and uh, what uh, actually I want to uh, share with the, with the learners. So, but I cannot fix it. So since this kind of bias to the face-to-face teaching is a barrier, is a challenge for uh, advancing the online learning in this kind of uh, context of developing countries. I know don't know what is happening in the developed countries, but in developing countries, people are very much uh, afraid of taking the online learning uh, for all the cases, or in a course, they don't believe that uh, the 100% delivery and, and, and management of the online courses uh, can be uh, possible. So that's why still this bias is there, but it, it will gradually uh, be reduced because now after the COVID, people uh, started to accept that uh, online uh, teaching learning is uh, an alternative to uh, the face-to-face uh, setup or face-to-face uh, teaching learning practices.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned Zoom several times in your conversation about how um, Bangladesh Open University is using online learning. Does that represent a shift? Because um, Zoom would encourage lectures, it would encourage um, same time contact with learners, whereas traditional distance education tends to use materials a lot more and asynchronous engagement. Is Bangladesh Open University uh, making a move towards more synchronous delivery now?
1: Yes, yes. Bangladesh Open University now after, uh, just since the COVID, we uh, switched to the the platforms. So, I mean, uh, uh, learning management systems, and now we are focusing on the uh, the online sharing of the materials. So for some very low level uh, programs like, uh, for example, in secondary school certificate program, the students are widespread uh, all over the country. So they even don't have access to technologies in the remote areas. And they are not used to use technology that much. Even uh, the government got uh, the, the infrastructure. So in that case and some economic problems are there and some uh, back cultural backwardness are there so the females cannot come outside and so these were the the issues so uh, except this uh, secondary and higher secondary programs in the uh, graduation level i mean on bachelor level or master level or on other levels we are using uh, actually platforms and uh, we don't focus on the printed materials that much so we are trying to uh, uh, just uh, have this transition from this uh, printed materials to uh, the platform based uh, online resources and uh, some asynchronous uh, assignments uh, like uh, the students uh, the forum discussion and uh, submission of the assignments on the platform so This is the shift already happened. So as an open university, we are trying to uh, make everything digital. So this is an effort Uh, we are going, uh, we are are just performing now. But uh, previously, yes, it is true that we are, most uh, of the cases are focused on uh, the printed materials and some radio TV broadcasts. But now we are moving from there. We have TV now. And we have an open TV, which is uh, internet based. So these are under implementation now. So we are just trying to uh, switch to uh, a truly open uh, learning system. Mm,
0: It sounds like a very deliberate strategy. It must have uh, been a lot of work formulating that. Uh, And of course, too, um, open universities tend to want to promote access. So you'd be very deliberate about not leaving any student behind because they don't have internet access or the ability to pick up on the resources that you're offering. Um, The research you'd most like to see. So Mustafa, there's a lot of research underway at the moment in online distance education. What's the article that would uh, most interest you if it was to come out in in the next journal?
1: Well, uh, I would like to see uh, uh, more research on current educational practices in the lens of empowerment. So what I find that the, the educational practices, even uh, it's all, it can be related to online and all face-to-face. So uh, if I look at uh, these uh, practices in the lens of uh, empowerment, I can see a lot of gaps. So I think uh, 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 rigorous research should be done on this so what are the gaps to identify the gaps and uh, to find the the strategies to to close these gaps so another can be uh, the effectiveness of online learning practices there is my of uh, great interest now and also the learning analytics so usually in this part of the world the learning analytics is not that much uh, considered uh, when they uh, actually manage the courses. So I think when we are, as we are switching to online uh, learning, so it is important uh, that we learn uh, about the learning analytics. So that's why I I look for uh, some research work when I just uh, browse the articles or review the articles. I try to find the articles related to online learning, learning analytics, and also the effectiveness uh, of online uh, learning. Uh, so these are the things that now, after the COVID pandemic, the transitions from face-to-face system to blended uh, system is going on. Especially in Bangladesh, the government got a high priority for a blended education system. So I try to see uh, some literature which will uh, actually help me understand the proper transition from a uh, face-to-face system to uh, blended education system. Even I have some orientations from open polytechnic courses about the instructional design in e learning. So that is helpful for me. But uh, in the recent practices, uh, actually. may help me more so the experience is recent so it was almost uh, seven or eight years back uh, I, I i completed that course with open public. it was really interesting but uh, recently a lot of other uh, changes are going on so that's why i'm interested to to see how we can implement the blended learning system effectively so that's why this kind of research actually uh, gives me a more actually uh, attraction so there is a scope for uh, examining the trends of this transition also. So how these transitions are going on uh, in the region, that is very much important. So I don't see that much uh, articles uh, on that uh, issue. And uh, I, I, I also I am interested to, to know uh, or learn more about the meaningful uh, shift in the pedagogy and also uh, the learner engagement so the previously in face-to-face teaching there was a kind of uh, setup uh, pedagogical setup and learn the, the, the type of the learner engagement of was different uh, so whether any any shift happens uh, in uh, the online learning when uh, the same institutions are offering this online uh, learning or online courses now mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that would be very interesting because the changes you've seen already across Bangladesh Open University are quite profound. And I just want to ask um, of, of yourself as a professor, uh, so you would have been doing some teaching online and also some teaching at a distance. You mentioned some of the uh, books that you've written, the chapters you've written in support of distance education materials. So could you compare what it would be like uh, teaching international and developmental economics when the Bangladesh Open University first started? and how you would do it today through Bangladesh Open University because um, technologies have changed so much.
1: Yeah, previously uh, when we uh, shared the, uh, the the materials with the students, it, these were the textbooks, very much uh, printed textbooks, and we developed the self-learning materials Just we converted into, uh, those textbooks into uh, I mean, self-learning materials, so in a modular form. So it was uh, one thing. But now uh, we have huge scope because uh, recently I'm working with uh, the kind of transformation of the curriculum because uh, now we can, uh, we had a lot of uh, cases uh, just after COVID. So a lot of changes happened uh, in uh, in terms of economic activities or social activities, a lot of things happened uh, all over the country. So if I use the online platforms, I can connect with the communities. So that is my main focus because previously we didn't uh, actually connect with the communities. We were very much focused on printed textbooks and some uh, face-to-face sessions and students where uh, we had some uh, programs. Uh, we took the students uh, to different organizations to see how they are working. But now our focus is uh, the community is. And industrial linkages so recently we started with that. So in that case, it is uh, sometimes very difficult to connect uh, with the, the 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 people who are in the communities, the community leaders or community uh, level uh, people. Product, uh, I mean uh, the the people who are engaged in the community development. So so when I use online. Uh, learning platforms, so it is easier because I can connect with them from uh, anywhere so that uh, the students can get into the the context uh, virtually at least, they can talk to them and they can learn something. So in our curriculum, we are trying to bring all these things uh, uh, through our online platform because it is not easy to travel all over the country. So if we can focus some communities, which are very much crucial for our national development or for our social transformation, so we can connect with them and our students can uh, get a feel uh, that how the communities are mobilized and how uh, the development, uh, actually, paths should be reshaped. So that kind of understanding and learning uh, can be happened if we use the online platforms. And a lot of, you know, the case studies are there, etc. So we can uh, engage the learners online to access all these kind of cases also. Mm And it is easier because in Bangladesh, you know, it is very difficult to, to develop the cases. So, there are a lot of uh, international platforms. So, they have uh, many, many cases, even in their region. So, we can connect with these cases uh, online. So, that will be uh, helpful for our learners.
0: Mm, excellent. So, it sounds as though you need to work harder now, now that you've got access to online tools.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think that. Uh, Whenever I, I I talk in in any meeting uh, in in any regional meeting, so I, I uh, try to tell them about uh, the OER repository. So whatever cases we have, so. Since we are looking for the collaboration and connections, so it is always better if we uh, put our resources, whatever we have, any kind of case or anything, we can put into a, a platform. Uh, maybe it can be, uh, it is better if it is a uh, WeER platform. So then we can share each other. So that will be helpful for the learners also. Excellent. Mustafa, two people you'd recommend as leaders or legends of online
0: learning one whose work or perspective is significantly influencing you now and one who you think otherwise has an important perspective to share.
1: Yeah, it is always difficult. Uh, one can be uh, Philip Ice. He's from Australia. He's based in Australia. Previously, he was in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. And uh, another can be uh, Dr. Sanjay Mishra. He's from Commonwealth of Learning. And some other, if I uh, like to mention, uh, Professor uh, Dr. Manas Panigray, he he's from Commonwealth Educational Media Center for Asia. So, of course, another person I can mention, uh, yeah, it is four. So, uh, yeah. Francis Ferrer, is from of Learning. Yeah. So, who actually influenced me to, to move forward with this kind of uh, open education and online learning? Mm,
0: excellent. Excellent. I have interviewed Sanjay. And actually, I talked to Francis at the Commonwealth of Learning Conference in Calgary uh, a few months ago. So I'm quite keen to talk to her as well. Well, Mustafa, it's been a real privilege talking with you. I've learned a lot and I really appreciate the effort that you're making uh, in support of open and online education there in Bangladesh. Thank you so much for being a leader and legend of online education.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, It was really nice to talk to you. And uh, it uh, actually helped helped me to to actually uh, share my experience, uh, what is going on in Bangladesh and especially at Bangladesh Open University. Thank you, Mustafa.
0: You can learn more about Mustafa and his work from our website. That concludes this episode. Be sure to go to our website dubdubdub.onlinelearninglegends.com to follow up on this episode's guest. You'll also find links to others whose ideas continue to inspire and teach online learning professionals, and you can subscribe to future interviews. If you know of a leader or legend we've not yet talked to, please do drop us a line at onlinelearninglegends@gmail.com. at gmail.com.